Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh. In this episode, we're going to be talking about trauma. Um, been dealing with a lot of that stuff at work, so there's some ideas that are fresh in my mind that I want to share. Um, but before that, uh, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com if you would like to support this effort. Um, also, if you're riding your bike on the beach road in South Florida, pay attention. Um, so, Jesus, um, it's a Sunday, so it's, it's ripe. Um, I recorded a podcast and threw it away the other day. Uh, I wasn't on the beach road and it was rainy. I was like, this is, it like affected my mood. I think that I get that. This is, all right, look, those of you that live places where there's seasons, pardon me, I live in a tropical location. I'm going to sound like an idiot for a second. But when it, when it rains, I get kind of bummed out. Um, I am just so used to sunshine. It's good to have, like, change-ups, you know? <clears throat> but when it's raining, I'm just kind of, like, flat. Can't do anything I want to do, you know? Anyway, um... Some of you, like Ohio, you're like, yeah, is it rough when it rains there for 45 minutes, asshole? But um, go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com. Uh, Patreon is there. There's a Venmo there. Um, if you want to book time to talk, to work some stuff out, you can do that. Maybe after this uh, episode, you might want to um, reach out about something. Uh, and we can work through that. I would say usually when I do something privately, it's about two hours or so, if that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm there. The art print store is up. I'm changing all the T-shirt stuff. I've been using Printful with Store Envy, and um, I don't understand why sometimes people will buy a shirt and then Printful removes fifty dollars from my bank account. <laughs> And no one at Printful will email me back, so I'm just going to, like, we're just not going to do that anymore, and I'm just going to go with something else. It'll be fine. Uh, but uh, new shirts, things like that will be up. Okay. Um, so trauma. The uh, interesting thing to think about with it... So what I noticed, right, is that um, especially when... Uh, when I first started working uh, with people's trauma, I dealt a lot with a VA first responder, a lot of special forces guys like rangers and, and shit like that. And there's things <clears throat> that would happen that didn't traumatize them. But if you wrote it down, anyone would look at it and go, that's clearly a traumatic experience. But it didn't fuck them up. And I think, but then there's other things that weren't maybe as traumatic as this thing, but this did stick with them and fucked them up. And then there's stuff where like you talk to somebody and if you wrote down the thing that they feel has traumatized them or changed them the most, it wasn't a traumatic experience. Right. Um, like, uh, yeah, there was a kid who started attempting suicide on a regular basis literally because he asked a girl out to prom or some shit and she said no and went with somebody else. And after that, this kid just started fucking 
attempting suicide, but they weren't, it's going to sound horrible, they weren't, like, real attempts. Like, when I met him, he was with us because he ate this, I'm not, this is, some of you might laugh at this, and on one hand, like, he ended up laughing about it later, but it's sad. He ate a fistful of Advil because his sister wouldn't let him play piano in the living room. And, you know, some of you, uh, myself included, having had some pretty interesting or extreme experiences as a kid that, you know, definitely traumatized us, we hear that and at first blush, we're like, well, what in the fuck? Right? Um, it's like, I wish somebody just didn't let me play piano instead of mishandled me or touched me inappropriately. Um, so traumatic things can happen that don't traumatize us, uh, and non-traumatic things can happen that definitely stick with us. And that's why the idea of stuck data, um, makes a little more sense because it is data. It's stuff that happened to us. And at this point it's, it's essentially on our hard drive somewhere. It's in our subconscious mind. But the way trauma works, and some of you that have heard me talk about this before, this will probably be a bit of a repeat, but really it's an, it's an issue with processing. It's not, um, it's that the mind can't process it. So like with this individual, with the girl that asked him out, even he understands that it, it wasn't like, it's not like an IED went off and he was sold into sex slavery. It's that you know, his nervous system and his mind decided that that was a no-go. And obviously I think it, it meant, meant more because you got to remember the mind is reminding the body how to feel and it does it through symbols. And sometimes the symbols aren't like literally the same, but they energetically feel the same. Like when we're dismissed, you know, we uh, could get triggered when we're being dismissed and it might be like, why the fuck am I overreacting to this? You're just an asshole. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're overreacting to it because as a child, you're dismissed constantly. And as a child, everything was a fucking federal case. And being dismissed when you believe it's the biggest, most important thing in the world is very uh, jarring and traumatic. Um, I feel like I'm going really fast. So traumatic things happen that don't traumatize us. Traumatic things happen that do traumatize us. Non-traumatic things can happen that stick with us. So understand it as a processing issue. And a lot of people believe uh, that, and, and I, this is all like, you could add so to speak after everything I'm saying, but the event is stuck in the right side of the brain where the feelings and all this stuff happen stuck on a loop in the subconscious mind, which is outside of your conscious awareness, um, which is interesting because it, so when you use your conscious mind to remember something bad that happened and, um, your body responds to it, your bo your body's responding to this thought, it's responding to this memory. Well, if the subconscious mind is thinking about it all the time, well, guess what? your body's responding to it all the time and you don't realize um, maybe that that's what's going on. Like for me, uh, as a kid, uh, there was abuse that occurred um, in, the ch in the church, in the school, and uh, it went on for eight years. And so as a little child, and, and to leave out like past births and this 
you know, new age idea where you asked for it. <laughs> Just think of like as a little kid, right? So as a little kid, kind of a blank slate in a way, uh, the subconscious mind is forming an operating system for dealing with three-dimensional reality. And if the situations are always threats, adversaries, danger, okay, so the subconscious mind develops a perception of the world where it's filled with threats, adversaries, and danger. Um, okay. Well, if that's the case, what the mind perceives, the body will feel. So my body felt threatened all the time, whether I was actually under threat or not. Uh, and, and to me, from my point of view, um, from where I was standing, uh, it, it was just the way I felt. I didn't recognize it as, oh, I feel threatened all the time. I just, you know, whatever. Um, it was just what it was like to be alive to me, right? Uh, and then later on in life, you realize that that's not normal and whatever. But so I'm walking around through the world and I'm feeling threatened all the time. I'm feeling tight. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. Um, and uh, that affects the way my conscious mind produces thoughts. So my thoughts were always really concerned with threats, adversaries, what the next danger was going to be, what the hardship was going to be, how this was going to affect me, things like that. Um, that being the case, my urges and my emotions were as such. So I had the urges and emotions of somebody who was threatened all the time, right? So now we have, which none of this I've decided. I didn't decide um, to feel that way, right? Well, since those are my urges, those are my emotions, <clears throat> those are my thoughts. My behaviors matched somebody who was threatened, traumatized, whatever. So I acted threatened and I perceived more threats. I think I'll do a different episode on what that is. But so trauma is this interesting thing. And a lot of times people think that um, they'll just forget about it. And they'll just move on. And the reason I want to talk about this is not only have I been uh, working, doing a lot of one-on-ones with trauma stuff lately, uh, but a good friend of mine reached out. Uh, actually, the person that got that pushed me to get certified in the, the thing that I got certified in, which I will not use the name of because the inventor is a narcissistic, crazy person. And we just got to find out how else we're going to, what else, the fuck, where else we're going to call it because I'm not flying that fucking flag anymore. Um, but, uh, her daughter went through something and, uh, day before yesterday, horrific. And, you know, she's like, can you come over today and meet with her? And I was like, absolutely. Well, then her daughter was like, Hey, I don't want to do this today, which totally understandable. Uh, and she said, well, I'll see how I feel tomorrow. And which, again, I completely understand, but something that's very important that people don't realize is that the mind doesn't heal the way the body heals, right? Like if you cut yourself or you wound yourself, you know, if you're healthy and your immune system's good and you've taken care of yourself and you don't have any underlining whatevers, then it'll heal, right? Like bones heal, tissue heals, it all heals. The mind doesn't do that. It actually just gets progressively worse. Um, it's not a thing where you can just leave it alone and it'll just fix itself, right? To some extent, the subconscious mind will, but you have this conscious mind that's just in the way all the time. 
but either way, it doesn't work the same way um, the body heals. It heals differently. Okay. Um, so it, it's the way I saw it is that like there's that misunderstanding, and then there's this kind of like it's like you're afraid of a shadow, right? The event is no longer happening. But when it gets stuck and it's traumatic, the body and the mind believe it's happening all the time. And so the body or the mind tells the body it's constantly happening. So the body has to do things to constantly prepare and deal with this threat that's no longer occurring. The threat no longer exists. It's not happening right now, right? It's why when you see like, you'll watch a nature documentary and you'll have all these animals, predator and prey, at the same watering hole. Well, how can they do that? Well, there's no threat right now, so there's no need to run. There's no need for any of that stuff. Uh, but a human being, we have this, this great mind that um, projects and plans. And it time travels, right? It's just a time traveling thing. Um, this guy on a motorcycle has been riding my ass for a minute. I don't know if you can even see it in the mirror. And then when he passed me in the car in front of me, he like got really close to my, to my mirror. It's really strange. Like there's something I noticed about men that I think is funny. Men misjudge their ability all the time. And then they get hurt really bad. Um, I do it. Like, I can run seven days a week. What's the big deal? <laughs> if I ran on a Tuesday, why can't I just, you know? Um, anyway. But, uh, beach road, people are crazy. Um, so, you want to know something weird that, I, that my mind does that's kind of fucked up? All right, so... And this has everything to do with child abuse. This is, how, this is how fucking weird this gets, right? Okay, everybody knows what a crossing guard is, right? Well, um, when a crossing guard comes out in the street, I get upset because I don't think you should have the right to tell me what to do. Even though I'm stopped at the red light like I'm supposed to be, just the fact that you're doubling down on it is upsetting to me. And just now this guy on a, on a road bike... Like a bicycle wanted to go a little to the left because there's this big puddle and he kind of pointed out to the left and the thought in my head said bro just because you're pointing doesn't mean we're all going to comply now you could say oh well that's because Keith's a fucking meathead and that no it's not it's because as a kid I was forced to do things I didn't want to do by adults and the way my, um, so fear, fight, flight, freeze, fawn, my response was fight all the time. So what I started to do was force people, uh, into situations because then I could at least control that. Right. And now as an, as somebody who's about to turn 47, <laughs> I'm still experiencing these thoughts and things, right? Um, it's like the guy on the motorcycle behind me. So this is how trauma keeps going, right? him on my ass, my mind is like, you're not going to make me do anything. Like, I'm not going to go faster. Just go. It's that. It's not because I'm a fucking asshole. Now, here's the thing. Is my body responding in a tight, crazy way? It's absolutely not. 
it's my, my body honestly feels completely relaxed there, but there were thoughts that came up because my mind is reminding my body how to feel, but it's my body's not responding to it anymore because I've done enough work on it, but the thoughts still come up. But thanks to some awareness, some mindfulness, a meditative practice, I notice them come up and I don't have to like, you know, ride the guy on the bicycle's ass, brake check the guy in the motorcycle, you know, like all these things. That's it. Like, that's how trauma completely, it, it just keeps unfolding. You're never going to get rid of certain things. Um, I'm going to do an episode, I think, on personality and shit like that. But, yeah, you're, you know. But here's the other thing, though, is, is that, and I've talked about this before, that I'm not glad that the things happened to me that happened. But I'm very grateful for how I am now and who I am now because these things and the way I like those crazy thoughts kind of help me a lot and they actually help me help people. Um, at work once, um, I won't get too into it, a, a client died and I spent 16 hours at work and I did nine sessions just on people that were there when it happened like in that... Now, a lot of people, a lot of your therapists would say that, oh, you shouldn't uh, touch that day one. Well, I did. And a lot of those people were with me for 21 or 30 days after that. And I was constantly checking in with them about the event and it did process it. Right. But the reason I did it is because I have this sense of entitlement where it's like, you can't tell me I can't do that. I think it's the right thing to do. So I'm just going to do it. And that comes from, you know, and also the abuse that occurred. It collides with my epigenetics and my genetics and the way my parents taught me. And yeah. So in some ways, has it like been a liability for me? Fucking right it has. But a lot of times it hasn't. And it's allowed me to help people and do things that I felt were right. Anyway. So the idea that the mind is just going to heal and you're going to one day forget about this thing. That's not, that's not going to happen. Your conscious mind will forget about it, but your subconscious won't. So you have to process these things, you know, and, and processing it doesn't mean that you sit and ruminate about it and you should have, would have, could have yourself into oblivion. Um, but you can't be afraid of the shadow, right? Um, So a thought exercise, right? I mean, I'm not sitting with you one-on-one, so I can't, like, really do anything. But I think that the work I do, I'm, there's a lot we can do talking, right? One-on-one, uh, even on the phone or Zoom or something. But just right now, I can give you a thought exercise that I've used a lot in my life to kind of get through certain things, Right? So we've all heard or, or know or learned that, that the body's cells renew themselves every seven to ten years or something like that, right? Um, so we'll start here. When my mind races, when my mind thinks, I am aware that my mind is racing, that my mind is thinking. I am aware of phenomena that is occurring. 
So you could say, I am aware, period, the mind is racing, period. So you have two different things here, right? Is the mind racing? Yes. Am I aware of it? Yes. Am I the racing mind? No. You could say, well, I'm aware of an aspect of myself that is racing. If you want that, then by all means. But this is my thought exercise. I am not that racing mind. When I experience depression, which, you know, admittedly right now I feel like it's right here, it's right behind me. I experience depressive, depressive episodes. I deal with depression. Well, I'm noticing that I'm depressed. I'm aware of something happening. The thing that is aware of the racing mind, the thing that is aware of thoughts, the thing that is aware pointing at the symptoms associated with the depressive episode, that thing is not like this, it's, it's not depressed, it's not thinking, it's not racing, it's just pointing. That's me. I'm not the racing mind. Now, when my body feels, I am aware that my body is experiencing sensations, pain, nervousness, whatever the thing is. <clears throat> well, is the thing in me that is aware of pain and discomfort, anxiety, the nervous system, is that thing experiencing that or is it just, is it, is it in pain? No, it's just noticing. Is it, um, is it uh, nervous? No, it's just noticing. It's noticing physiological symptoms that my mind has associated with a certain state. Okay, so I'm not the mind and I'm not the body. And everyone likes to say that. And this is going to sound, I'm always sensitive to like, I don't want to upset anybody, believe it or not. But I do want to say that this might be a little harsh, but just please hear me out. Um, I'm not just some white cisgendered male that hasn't experienced any trauma. Um... So if I'm not the body and I'm not the mind, from a spiritual point of view, it's like, okay, I get it. From a materialist point of view, if the cells are renewing every seven to 10 years, am, am I the body? Which body? Is this a reincarnation? I tend to think it might be. Especially look at like how you change over the years. Am I the body that I was from kindergarten to, to seventh grade? Am I that body? Is that me? Because if I touch this, did they touch that? No, they didn't. They didn't touch that. They touched something else, but it wasn't this. You see, they, they touched something else and it wasn't this. And what they touched wasn't me at the time. And what they touched definitely isn't me now. They didn't touch me. They touched a body that no longer exists. It has been renewed over and over. And I'm, like I said, I'm turning 47 on June 1st. Yes, I'm a Gemini with a Cancer moon. Um... Okay, so 
did they touch me? So then what is the piece of me that is affected by the abuse? It's my mind. So the way I understand it is my consciousness, which is just a data bank of things I'm conscious and unconscious of, which then lends itself to the decision-making apparatus. My consciousness became aware that those things that happened to me are possible outcomes. Like that can happen, which is scary. So then my mind starts to make decisions and view the world through this lens that that is now a possibility. So it makes decisions accordingly because it doesn't want that to happen, right? Okay, so it affected the mind. The mind that I experience, not the mind that is me, it's the mind that I experience. I am not the mind. I witness the mind and I watch the mind. I witness the body, I watch the body. So that awareness was never touched, right? I hope that makes some lick of sense, right? I hope that, um, I don't know what kind of psychosis is occurring in front of me. That was crazy. Um, but, uh, I, I, I hope that that's not, I never want you, the general you, to feel uh, dismissed. I'm not saying any of this to be, because some people be like, well, you're dismissing my pain. You're just, again, if, if you're identified as the human body and as the mind in those things and not the awareness that sits behind it all, then I guess, but even from a materialist point of view, I'm not dismissing the experience. All I'm doing is trying to point out to you that this is a different way to think about it. I'm not saying it's the right one. I'm just, this is, this is my shit, right? Like, this is my way of looking at it. This is the thought exercise that I've used to come to terms with these things. That, as well as other stuff. But that's a thought exercise. So... Who is a concept? An identity is a concept. And it doesn't have existence. Memories don't have existence. They are data. Stuck data sometimes. Trauma is stuck data. It's the data that got stuck that didn't move to the left side of the brain. You know? That's what that is. I hope... I. I get so in my... I just never want anybody to feel dismissed by that. Um, Yeah. So, essentially, the response to trauma, right? Um, So, what I was saying to somebody in a session last night, like, if you act as though uh, the event that because the one thing was that something had almost happened to this woman and but it didn't and she she was stuck in that loop right and so acting as if the memory or the past is a threat 
you're doubling down on a mind that's already confused and a body that's already confused and you're making it worse for yourself because when you act as if that makes it real and I'm going to do an episode on that and how that pertains to magic I think but so that's how trauma kind of stays alive is that we keep feeding into it when I acted like somebody who was threatened and abused, then I experienced life through the lens of somebody who was threatened and abused. So, or under the threat of abuse. I don't know what the fuck I was just trying to say. Um, but you get what I'm saying. Um, I, 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 I hope this was beneficial. Um, you know, the classic male beans benefit. I gotta stop saying I hope this was beneficial. Because for some of you, it always is. So I guess I'm stop saying that. Um, anyway, uh, if you'd like to help or contribute or whatever, go to theinfinitesparkofbeans.com. If you'd like to maybe uh, book some time to talk or whatever, we can just DM me. We'll figure something out. Um, if you have questions or comments or whatever, you can always reach out. A lot of you do, and it's it's... So you know that if you if you want to go there, we can go there, all right. Um, but uh, yeah, there's some of my um, advice can be a bit uh, blunt. I apologize. <laughs> anyway, um, all right, I'm going to uh, go for a run. Maybe a walk. I don't know. I don't know what I'm feeling. But uh, uh, I love you, and um, we've been doing this for so long, you and, you and I. We've known each other for so long. And uh, you reminded me, and now I'm going to remind you. So, Okay. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.